0: Hello, and welcome to Dystopian Deep Dives with your host, Natalie Donna. Uh, today is a pre-recorded interview with Roberta Glass. We were going to do it live, and then I realized I wanted to finish the Attorney General's report, and if you haven't read it, please do so. It's fascinating, and he's just this crazy character of a, of a guy who's totally like mafioso, you know, almost as if he's like a comic book villain uh, come to life. So please sit back and relax and enjoy this episode. Um, so, so many of aspects of this case there are to cover. There are so many. Um, but one of the major thematic elements that we see often with these kinds of cases is the atmosphere around the governor. So let's start with that. Analyst, uh, one of the women to come forward, is quoted as saying, for whatever reason, in his office, the rules were different. It was just, you should view it as a compliment if the governor finds you aesthetically pleasing enough, if he finds you interesting enough to ask you questions like that. And even though it was strange and uncomfortable and technically not permissible in a typical workplace environment, I was in this mindset that it was the twilight zone and the typical rules did not apply. Uh, How did this atmosphere and the people working for Andrew Cuomo contribute to the abuse?
1: Well, you see that with a state trooper. She was picked out, handpicked by Governor Cuomo when he met her. He obviously liked her looks. She didn't have the qualifications. You need three years to be on the governor's detail. She didn't have that. So they changed the rules to having two years state police experience to be Mm -hmm. on the governor's detail. And the investigator wrote on her application, oh, Or an email to her. Oh, they changed the rules just for you. So, don't you think that the investigator had some sense that this woman was picked for her looks? Yeah,
0: certainly. But he always would. uh, Governor Cuomo would say it's a diversity thing, and he's trying to help women.
1: His response to this and his lawyer's response, Rita Glavin, is fascinating, and. First off, Glavin's response is that this was a biased investigation because they didn't put in all the women the governor didn't harass, which is hilarious. Because that assumes that the allegations against the governor are that the governor sexually harassed every woman he met. No one is asserting that. The the allegation against the governor is that he harassed some of the women. in his staff and in in, in his orbit.
0: Well some so, of them would say that uh, I mean one of them just stepped down DeRosa, right? And she just basically yes,
1: resigned. Because she handed and the other more disturbing allegations is the allegation that led to DeRosa resigning, which is that he retaliated again. So not only did he sexually harass these women, he har- he retaliated and smeared them for doing Mm -hmm. so which is also illegal so
0: (laughs) yeah what was going on with what was going on with Boylan and this letter that they had crafted and then some people said oh that's a bad idea to put that out and but then it was help I guess someone who used to work for him this woman Levy is it? was working for Facebook and helped leak this document. What is this letter that they wrote about Boylan to try to smear her?
1: It was a letter that didn't get out, looking at her, her motives and her past work, how she dealt with her subordinates, that she was fired because she wasn't any good. So what they were saying, so they leaked two things. They leaked this letter and they also leaked her files, her work files, and said, look, she was fired because she was a terrible manager. And so the reason, what they're looking to do is assign motive to Lindsay Bolin and say, she's doing this because she's angry she was fired. And she's also not a very good person because she treated her staff so terribly.
0: I mean, (laughs) yeah, that still doesn't really, I mean, discount the other, what, 10 women that have come forward Uh, to speak about what the governor put them through, which, you know, some of these stories are just so crazy. Like he made, was it Bennett? He made her sing, Oh, Danny boy. And then one of the, one of the aides or advisors or whoever, I think DeRosa was one of them in the room was saying like, Oh, this is just hazing. Like they were used to it. You know, like this is the atmosphere that we're used to here.
1: He had her come in and look at her, his iPhone and say, What's wrong with my iPhone? And she would come and she would say, It's working perfectly. It's charged up. (laughs) So, what he did with Bennett was a series of manipulation, Mm -hmm. psychological manipulation. And he preyed on her, I believe, because she was a rape survivor. Mm -hmm. And he thought she would be vulnerable to it. It was a series of grooming and deep psychological manipulation and gaslighting. And some of the stuff that he would do is say, well, I'm so lonely. It's been so long since I had a hug. And she's like, what do you mean? It's been so long since you've had a hug. Don't you hug your children? And he would say, no, I mean a real hug, you know, a real hug. So it's just, he's a lawyer. You never have to forget. He's a lawyer. So he's just, he definitely went out those bounds but he definitely would played within those bounds saying oh i was just saying with covid i can't have a real hug that's all i was taking any responsibility yeah yeah well that's what his whole MO is. yeah
0: his whole thing is oh they don't even know what they're saying they misunderstood what was going on the whole time
1: and the his greatest His greatest excuse is that this is, these are just millennials and they don't understand his old fashioned way of communicating. Right.
0: That's don't you
1: remember back in the day when men used to greet women by putting their hands up their shirts and feeling their breasts. Don't you remember that old fashioned way of saying hello or like, Oh, they millennials, they don't understand. They just don't understand the old days. That's the way we used to do it. These two, slide their hand over their butt, over the small of their back, and then put their hands up their shirt and fondle their breasts. It was just an old-fashioned hello. Millennials, they, they don't know. They didn't live through it. They just didn't live through that time.
0: It's the craziest excuse I've ever heard with this kind of
1: behavior. Do you feel, and I felt reading the report, and I understand why they put in some of these details, that were just kind of borderline they just borderline sexual more sexual harassment to asking someone whether why they didn't wear a dress is offensive yes could I live with a boss who asked me why I didn't wear a dress? Yes. But well, the, in the weirdest part of, of everything that, else he did—it's a little. A, one of the a, weirdest parts
0: weird. about the dress thing, though, is that it was the trooper, right? That he said that right. to. And of mm-hmm. course, she can't. Why would? How would she wear a dress on a
1: security detail? I didn't know where. What they didn't give much context to that. Was that on yeah, the detail, no. or was that in some gala ball, or I'm not I, sure. I couldn't. It was I couldn't hard to say. It
0: yeah it wasn't it wasn't really um detailed there as far as where that happened. was um, it the
1: Christmas party was it the office Christmas party or was it where she wasn't she was off duty or was it when she was yeah I don't know. I guess they were just trying to include as
0: much as they could, and some of the stuff to me, yeah, I was just like kind of skimmed through it because it wasn't but much of it and most of it was severe. Harassment and just, it was almost like reading a character of a person, like this Goomba dude who has like a bunch of, he's like a mobster. That's what it sounded like to me. Just this, you know, crappy Italian guy, like who can surround himself with
1: a uh, beautiful
0: woman. He's like a comic book villain, like a governor and, who's in a comic book.
1: You know what I mean? And being Italian yourself, you have immunity. No, More well, I know that. that
0: kind of guy I can see that kind of guy from a mile
1: away. You know, I
0: called, I called his, I called his, you know, behavior, you know, way back, and we don't talk about COVID together, but that's okay. But like, I called his behavior way back because I can spot. He's like the worst kind of dude on the Jersey Shore boardwalk. Mm-hmm. You can just mm-hmm. see it. Like, it's. it's not, if you've been around that kind of culture, you can. Spot them pretty easily. Just kind
1: of. He also said that he was actually being a good Samaritan and trying to help Charlotte Bennett with her issues surrounding her rape, and that he had a family member and he was just powerless to help, and he didn't know how to help to see so much suffering, and he wanted to help, and here was his chance with Charlotte Bennett to do it better. I think that's what he meant. It's a little confused. Correct me if I'm wrong, Governor, but that's what he said in his speech that he had this family member who went through a rape, and he was just trying to help Charlotte Bennett through her own feelings around her sexual assault. I thought that was absurd. No, I think he liked to humiliate.
0: I think he really liked to humiliate women. I think his main, and I think it wasn't even just women. I think it's the whole office atmosphere was just based around humiliation. Yes. Because what do you think
1: about in the midst of all these (laughs) sexual assault allegations or sexual harassment allegations and some assault, because we're looking now at him, his kissing one of the staff as an assault assistant, number one, possible assault charges in Albany. So what do you think about a man who worked in the office coming forward and saying, well, I was screamed at a lot? In the office, and it was a culture of fear. And he added his name to these sexual harassment claims at that time. Do you remember that? Uh, was there a guy who came forward? It came forward, until...
0: yes. Early oh, on, no. and I Sorry. had my own feelings about that. <laughs> no, I didn't know I... that. But I think, I think pointing to, because I think one of the most Pressing situations or rather, the thing that creates this is the atmosphere. this just we're gonna do whatever the government governor says, and we're gonna you know play along and he even called you know some of these people mean girls, right who would mm-hmm. who would feed into this atmosphere. And I think it's one of the most important aspects of these situations because the atmosphere is one of the most important things that perpetuates it, I think. And yeah, if a guy comes forward and says he was uncomfortable because he was afraid that the governor was always going to lose his temper, I think that's important. I think you want to know, because I think it also sorts, sort of paints a bigger picture of who this person is. It's not just the sexual harassment, right? This person's an egomaniac who, you know, is really just going to humiliate anyone that gets in his way. True. So, I don't know. As far as sexual harassment, no, it shouldn't be included. But definitely, if someone's uncomfortable because their boss makes them feel afraid to speak up, that's
1: a problem. In in the mid 90s, Scott Rudin, when I was the producer of the First Wives Club and a lot of movies, popular movies was so notorious the way that he treated his staff there was big holes in the walls where he'd thrown Mm -hmm. the phones at his assistants and that was acceptable he was just seen as really volatile and to work in his office you had to know what you were getting into and I was I was waiting when Harvey Weinstein went down I was waiting is anyone gonna say anything about Scott Rudin and (laughs) is it was so over the top his temper and unnecessary and eventually it did come out and i was like finally just i think about six seven months ago it came or maybe even uh, more recently it came out about the way that he handles his office and his own self <laughs> in relation to his staff so I, I, are we getting out of an age where this is acceptable I was thinking a lot about oh the movie with Meryl Streep uh The Devil Wears Prada Mm -hmm. where the tough boss is seen as necessary well if she were a man nobody would say anything and the heroine of the movie just gets better because the boss is so tough and the atmosphere is so is anybody really getting better by getting their boss's Starbucks to them faster? I mean, is or <laughs> are you just becoming more compliant? I was just thinking yeah. about that. Kind of glorify it and look down on it at the same time. We love these people who are so difficult and so great, and we and they're reason that they're so difficult is because they're so talented and focused and dedicated that's how they're portrayed
0: yeah i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't say any of that about andrew cuomo uh no i I think he's living on nepotism he's like living on nepotism alone really and And that was
1: part of his his response was that I, I, I put, this is a tough job, and I, I'm working under great pressure and doing important things. And his response was in line with that idea that I'm doing such important work, that you should get up to this standard. These women that are complaining about sexual harassment just can't hang. They can't play with the big boys. They, they're weak somehow.
0: Right, which sort of plays into these women that would help, which would basically be sycophants and, like, you know, aid this atmosphere of fear and, you know, humiliation. So, what do you think of women who participate? Is it just really a cynical kind of career move then? Like, why don't they ever do anything about it? We always hear these stories, and there's usually some women implicated in the aiding or the complicit
1: you know they're complicit in this abuse you see that a lot and i would love to interview de rosa and find out did she go through this kind of experience they said hazing so i assume yes so she felt maybe she felt as if i was tough enough to handle it these women should be tough enough to handle it Yeah, that's what I threw them to the wolves. It's very strange. Well, yeah, I mean, I
0: think that kind of behavior is rewarded. I think like you're saying, we see this person who has to do all these things that are so important. No, my goodness, they must be so intelligent and just maybe one step above myself or you or whoever. And I just I don't really think that's specifically with Andrew Cuomo, let's say. I don't think that's the case there. I think he's just, you know, his dad was a a big politician. And so then he became one. And he's just basically doing what a mob boss would do, surrounding himself with the women that he wants to look at and creating uh, an atmosphere of fear. And then we
1: saw the Time's Up.
0: Yeah, I I wanted to get into that. How are Facebook, the human rights campaign, and Time's Up complicit or connected to this story?
1: Well, I want to start with the human rights campaign, because Mm -hmm. that's something we've talked about before. Here's Alfonso David, Mm -hmm. who crafted the sexual abuse (laughs) course that every person who works in New York City has to take. It is mostly about gender identity. It's not about sexual harassment. I find the course absolutely confusing. I found the terms of sexual harassment that they now call sexual harassment very broad and a little vague. I have issues with it, but okay. It's... It, but it's like a okay. gender identity indoctrination video. It's it, it, but mostly my <laughs> issue with it is that it's a gender identity indoctrination program, excuse me. Yeah. For, and so how... It's about pronouns, people being assigned their sex at birth, mm-hmm. or their, what they call gender. And even we were discussing, they use the term sex and gender interchangeably in all these documents.
0: Yeah, and the, I was actually form. very disappointed with this AG report because they keep saying like gender-based, you know, whatever, whatever. I'm like, no, this is sex. This is based on sex. This doesn't have anything to
1: do with how people present themselves or even saying and that assumes that had a man in a dress been in Cuomo's orbit and performing femininity he would be just as likely right to be sexually harassed by Cuomo and that is not true
0: he- I mean I guess if they're into a push-up contest sure I don't know but <laughs> do you remember that part of the the
1: document no no oh i I, forgot i think it was
0: i think it was bennett that he kept challenging to push up contests and this is where (laughs) and this is where you get you know the governor saying oh well they misinterpreted what i was doing you know like oh but yeah it was basically him saying like wow you're really strong to like whoever i think it was bennett getting all of their
1: i think you're right it sounds like something it sounds like then it got a, a little bit of a different and he, a different that was a really targeted long campaign to sleep with her yeah. of grooming and he really was interested in her and man, psychologically manipulating her in a very scary and dark way that reminded me of what Keith some of the things Keith and Mary did because she so
0: wanted to have she that was her dream job she said so Mm -hmm. she really wanted to perform well as we all do and we land a job that we think is going to help our career
1: and so it didn't surprise me this this sexual harassment training didn't seem to want to talk about sexual harassment all it wanted to talk about it seemed to me because the the beginning of any course is always going to be the most important, formidable, formative stuff of the right of mm-hmm. the rest of the course. So it starts out talking about gender identity. What does that have to do with sexual harassment? So I was not surprised that Alfonso David first he did, declined to sign on to this help sign on to this letter. Um. I was really down confused Lindsay about. Boylan. Yeah, yeah. And then he said, "I'll do. I'll I'll sign it if you wish." And now he's denying to his colleagues at the human human rights campaign that he knew anything about this sexual harassment. He's just oh, yeah. lying straight to their face.
0: David said this week that he did not know the documents would be leaked. <laughs> he said, "I didn't know what the purpose was, other than to further familiarize ourselves with the prior matter." So, I, yeah, I, I don't take his
1: statements as uh, genuine here. No, and there's a very good article about the phone call, that the meeting that went down with Alfonso David and the, the rest of the staff of the Human Rights Campaign. They were appalled at his behavior, and he just lied and said he didn't know anything.
0: So, so you've got the Human Rights Campaign, and Time's Up is
1: also involved. Right. What's and we saw this with Tara Reid. They turned Tara Reid down for help, and they were also involved in this letter and and smearing Boland. So Hillary
0: Rosen is saying something here. She's the Democratic strategist who serves on the board of Times Up, and she says this falls into the category of no deed. I'm sorry. This falls into the category of no good deed goes unpunished. These leaders simply did what they always do, give good advice to politicians to tell the truth and not attack their accusers. I mean, the whole thing is just so confusing. Like, so something was drafted to discredit Boylan, right? And then Mm -hmm. Alfonso David, first he's like, I'm not going to sign it. And then he does sign it is that right but he also worked with her yes. like they they because he had worked for the governor in the past and they had worked together so i mean he knows what's going on and he just seems like one of the slimy kind of career
1: oriented people that really doesn't care about other you know He's other co- colleagues also a lawyer and he is a lawyer one of the lawyer as a he is a consultant to the governor as a lawyer too mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. alfonso david and that's also in the governor's believe it's in the governor's response that he met with david to discuss these things so
0: yeah so he's got that guy and he also has this woman who i guess works for facebook uh Mm -hmm. named (laughs) where is her name lever This woman. Danny Lever worked in Cuomo's press office for several years before joining Facebook. So she was working in the communications area of Cuomo's office, left to go to Facebook. They were still in touch, I suppose. Not maybe, but I guess she was being like a middle woman, Mm
1: -hmm. it
0: says, where she was. Lever continued to help the governor on the side, including when the former governor... Uh, when the former aide, Lindsay Boylan, became the first person to accuse the governor. So yeah, they were really wanted to do a smear campaign on Boylan from the very beginning, because I think they knew once she came forward, because that's often, again, what happens with these stories that have multiple victims over long periods of time. Someone comes out, Another victim sees this and says, "I'm going to come forward too." And then there's this whole avalanche. So they really wanted to prevent uh, Boylan, I think, from even being recognized as a, as
1: a victim. You know. Hmm. It, it's. Did you think at all about Tara Reid and the response of the Democrats? Because this came out a couple months ago, and some of the people close to me who are diehard Democrats, one who's not conspiratorial at all, had a whole theory that this was all a giant conspiracy that they had to try to bring the governor down. <laughs> but I the, love that I think I by love... the Democrats on the inside. I believe that, that was the, the That's I the can't... conspiracy. <laughs> but it, I can't say exactly what the conspiracy was because I shut down the conversation and discussed before I got to hear how oh, wow. all these women were given this information and told what to say and to bring him down. And now this person acknowledges that this is probably true, but Tara Reed was treated yeah. equally as bad as these victims, as Cuomo's victims, if not worse. Yeah, And completely ignored by the press and it's hilarious that did you see the Babylon Bee had a at a piece saying Biden's just upset because Cuomo didn't leave enough women for the rest of us to harass
0: oh wow no
1: (laughs) it's so true and just that Tara Reid was treated terribly by Time's Up didn't it? what so it depends on who the sexual harasser is if it's a democrat then democrat these left wing organizations don't want to help them so they're they're against sexual harassment to a point but if it's someone that they like or someone that's helpful to their cause hands off what's wrong with you let's go help smear you it's very disturbing i think so too i think it really just displays
0: this also the sort of revolving door of politics in washington you know this guy works for the government, and then he works for the human rights campaign. And then, you know, maybe he'll go on to the ACLU. I don't know. But I think it's a big, big problem. And And then you also wonder, like, well, what's going on, you know, with Biden's staff? Because I feel like there's probably a lot. And I don't want to get into the speculation, but if they want to burn just one person so that the rest don't come forward and that's, you know, we always talk about how many women need to come forward for you to believe Mm -hmm. that this guy is a predator.
1: Like how many. Do you think that if there were only two women or one woman with Cuomo, that this would be, that there would be no AG report and this would be a non-story? Yeah, maybe that's as sad as that is. Yes. I I think he could have survived two women. And that's sad because it's the same with Michael Jackson. And this reminds so many of the answers that have come up from Cuomo and his representatives remind me of Michael Jackson and the people that defend Michael Jackson. And they question the victim's motives. They question their, who they are as a person, whether they are terrible people, they, assert that they're terrible people and they also have to be in large numbers too to be believed Mm -hmm. so this will be around they're saying they just want money and that they're retaliating because and that they were weak they couldn't take the job this is the same stuff we hear with Michael Jackson and there's something really wrong when you just the fact that he wanted this trooper on to protect him. I'm stuck on that because the reason we have these rules is to protect the governor and therefore protect the state of New York. So he's happy to waive that and possibly put himself in danger. And therefore that puts the state of New York in danger of some kind of if he gets assassinated or something bad happens to him that's bad for the state of New York it puts New York in chaos New York is in chaos he's happy to do that so he can sexually harass someone that's crazy
0: yeah it's really i mean his the more that you read this report the more the more it sounds just like this really pathetic guy who's into either being humiliated or humiliating others because he does have that like nipple ring but he also said you know he wants a girlfriend who can take pain you know what did you
1: make of that you know there's it reminded so, me of Keith Ranieri who was all into this SM, B, D, B and D, whatever you want to call I mean, it doesn't
0: he have a nipple ring doesn't Cuomo have a nipple ring that was like a bit like everyone was making fun of him like
1: Either oh. he has old man nipples that protrude so much that it makes it look like he has a nipple ring under his shirt, or he has his nipples pierced. So okay. it's one or the other. Well, I mean, he, I and don't then think had, anyone has yeah. come forth, forth to,
0: yeah, to tell us verify this, right. right? Well, I mean, and then he's saying comments like do you have uh, piercings other than your ears if you get a tattoo it should be on your butt i just want to go i just want to take a 22 year old to my cabin on my motorcycle
1: it's all charlotte bennett right right and he the women he wanted to date he was happy with dating someone as young as 22 Mm -hmm. and what happens when his daughters get older does the age change? And he gets older. Does the age change or does it stay the same? 22 and older, I would think it would stay the same. What it stays the
0: same with these guys, it seems like. The guys who have that issue where they're enjoying the age gap, because it's a power. it's a power situation, right? It's about an imbalance of power. So as we see with the governor, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Way too much power and influence could really basically do felt like he could do whatever he wanted. So thank goodness some brave women came
1: forward to call him out. And he calls himself a champion of women. So right. he knows that it's politically advantageous to take this stance, but he can't control himself personally. No. I, what, how does that integrate as an identity, do you think? what do you think he's thinking when he does it? He thinks this is just flirting or that these women love it and that this is his right. Or does he, (laughs) does he know he's sexually harassing these women? Does he call it sexual harassment? He seems to know it because he, he took pains to hide it. Right. And he took a picture with a woman. He said, don't show it to anyone. So he knows that. And as a lawyer, it seemed like he was walking a fine line. He knew what he could say, where he, well, he told the excuse. trooper.
0: Yeah. He told the trooper often, like these conversations don't leave, you know, our area or whatever. Like he, people were constantly saying that to others within that office, like this doesn't leave the office. Mm-hmm.
1: So, so he seemed to know he was doing it yeah, and he couldn't stop himself or didn't want to. I think he thought he could get away with it. Who were who you? Yeah. He was the most popular person at the height of COVID. He was the most popular person because he had a, he came out as the white knight with a plan for New York when it could when it could have been very chaotic we were hit the hardest and he yeah it's true we came, came out with a with a plan and kept things one some of the plan wasn't too good with the nursing homes obviously right. but he came under no fire for that so I mean, no fire meaning no depending on who you ask
0: yeah right he came under
1: fire but with no consequences is a better way to put it
0: yeah i mean i guess this is one way to drain the swamp <laughs> as a you know a trump phrase but do you th-
1: i see this pretty universally though the sexual yes. harassment i i've heard
0: republicans say i think well, it's both both, I think it's a power thing. I don't think it has anything to do with being on the left or the right, even if if those things even exist to these people who are career politicians. Right? So I don't know. I, I think career politicians, the power thing is really where it's at. And that's, it doesn't matter. Like If you're a predator, you're a predator. And the
1: more power
0: that you get, the more impunity you think you have. Mm-hmm.
1: So... I mean, I found what he did to Bennett the most disturbing because it same. was so psychologically manipulative and, and destructive to someone who was already vulnerable. Right, and I I
0: don't think it's fair to to paint these women you know in a poor way. Like I think people write they're like, well, sh- it's her career; she chose this, you know, she knew what she was getting into or something. And should that be something that comes with? you know, wanting to be in a political uh, job? Like, should sexual harassment be part of that? I don't think so.
1: Isn't it funny, though? And we saw this with Tara Reed. Yeah. She shouldn't have... I, I, I just connected Caitlin, what happened to Caitlin Bennett with Tara Reed because the result was the same. And I was so shocked, because here we are, decades later, doing the same stuff. So... When Tara Reid was sexually harassed allegedly by Biden, she was moved to a different place where mm-hmm. she wouldn't come in contact with Biden. Caitlin Bennett, same thing. When she complained, instead of doing the right things and reporting the complaint and handling it, she was moved. So, it, right, and they were like, so "Oh, no one can be alone with him not to sexually harass." Right. It, er, no one can it, be
0: alone with him, but we're not going to say anything about the sexual harassment. Just no one's allowed to. If you're a female, you're not allowed to be alone with Andrew Cuomo. That's what they said, basically. That's what they did to try to prevent more situations from occurring. Instead
1: of you know. how is that going to be even realistic in an office with a governor? I I don't. I couldn't imagine. I, I, I understand he has a lot of staff, but nobody's ever allowed to be alone with him. How is that going to play out when you're working long hours? I, I, I don't get it. I, I, I can't see it.
0: Well, it's not a feasible solution. <laughs>
1: and it's a band-aid at best. At best. Yeah. It's so funny, though, that it, it seems like the improvements on this issue thinking yeah, are... are in the political realm aren't getting better, at least. It doesn't seem like. Um. Right.
0: I mean, again, I think it's power. I think it does something. Either power is the corrupter or vice versa. I'm not sure what comes first, the chicken or the egg in that situation. Like,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: you know, are you corrupted and therefore you want power? Or does power then corrupt the individual? I have no idea. But I think that's really where a lot of this comes from is just, again, the sheer just power-tripping dudes, just a guy like him who's really probably never had to hear no ever in his life, mm. you know, being the son of such a political force. And yeah, he's had, a, as the kids say, a privileged life, right? So mm. he's never... Had to hear no. Um, I think we went over the
1: environment. Yeah, go ahead. I just find it very strange that we're still asking what's wrong with the women? What did you do to make him sexually harass you instead of asking the men, why can't you stop sexually harassing women? I don't understand why we can't move on. I'm fascinated by this. I, I, I hope people read the AG report and his response is so ridiculous. The... Rita Glavin, what a ridiculous response. What, which one? To who? Rita Glavin's response. It's on the governor's website to the AG report. Oh, okay, that's his lawyer. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's got it. Got, again, once again, he's got a female lawyer doing his bidding. It's disturbing. Who are these women? <laughs> who I guess is a lawyer? You would say every person has the right to a lawyer but as a human being I could not do that write that report and go out and say it with a straight face say that this governor is just old-fashioned and that he works in, and that he has some staff who have been around him for a long time mm-hmm. so meaning that yet that he might sexually harass people and they're still loyal to him I don't know what they're saying with that He has some members of his staff he doesn't, does that mean that he has some members of his staff he doesn't sexually harass? Is that the response? Or that they're so good at their job that they're there and loyal to him? Or that if he were the sexual harasser, he would not have loyal staff? I I don't know what what that means exactly.
0: I think they've just been initiated into the governor's circle and it makes them feel some type of way. That's all I could.
1: yeah, it it would be a really interesting document to break down and look at just in itself what they're really saying because it's there's a lot of undercurrents and meanings under the words and things that they're saying that they're not saying but the things that they are asserting point blank such as I know I've already said this that <laughs> they didn't put all the women he didn't sexually harass in the report what would that mean? What would that mean? I I, I don't get it. I don't understand. That means it's biased. It clearly wasn't biased. They interviewed 179 people. Mm -hmm.
0: So I'm assuming some of
1: those people defended Cuomo. 41 of them, they, they interviewed under oath. So for the governor to say, and this is the other thing that really bothers me, for the governor to call this a biased smear job, that's not, that's just a product of tabloid journalism. He's calling the AG report that. The <laughs> governor is a lawyer himself. These people, it just shows such a disdain for our legal system. These people were interviewed in a deposition under oath. That's the same as if they were on the stand. Mm-hmm. I mean, under the penalty of perjury, they gave their testimony. There you go
0: uh are was there anything else you wanted to so that's add? that's
1: different than tabloid journalism, don't you think?
0: yeah, certainly. I mean he's oh. just grasping
1: at straws well I don't understand. I, I have to see more of the interviews with Glavin. I hear she's out there. I've only seen a few. I hear uh-huh. she's out there doing getting on in the, as many shows as she can uh I could hear the. Change in one of the one of the people close to me who's a who's a diehard Democrat, and their position changed a little bit, a little less mad at the governor after they heard Blavin's thing. So maybe oh, she's I'd effective. have to see. Yeah, I'd have to see what she's I saying. Don't I don't know. Well, it's the same thing. It's it's it's, it's ridiculous. It's saying yeah, I mean, this isn't a really a full exhaustive report. It's so absurd. long. It's yeah. huge. It's I 168 pages. Mean, yes, it is.
0: I uh, I read they want 86
1: of them or something. Do you think he's just mad? Do you think his ego's mad that it's not longer because it's about him? It should be 168,000 pages. Maybe that's a that's a funny way to look at it.
0: <laughs> I just thought I don't think he has anything. But then again. You see, I mean, I guess I'll just wedge Bill Cosby in here at the end. You still see guys who've done this to many, many women get out and they're fine. After, you know, many dollars thrown at their case. Like, so how do you think is going to even pan out? Mm-hmm. Like, is he going to get in there and, you know, they're going to arrest him, put him away. And then all of a sudden, you know.
1: Do you really think that... I- i'm confused as to whether they are really going to go forward with pressing charges against cuomo i don't know if they are they said they weren't doing to try it to get...
0: criminally the ag said that they weren't doing
1: the criminal no was... but albany is right albany said that's they're recent going to go forward. Yeah. and this is and one of the men who said that they're the attorney um, general in Albany was one of the same people who ignored the Nexium, pressing any charges against the Nexium oh. people. So that's a little bit that's crazy <laughs> of a strange coincidence that that's the same guy. But I, I'm wondering if they're floating out that they're going to press criminal charges against Cuomo as a way to get him to resign. So we won't have to go forward um
0: yeah, and so let's actually let's go there with the what's going on as far as can. He can't be fired, right? Like, mm-hmm. and then even if he does resign, he still gets paid, right? Like,
1: I, would assume I, I believe so. that's I bet what you're right legally. I bet he still gets paid if he has to resign. I would think they right? seem, tend to write in laws like that for themselves, like keep the money flowing.
0: That's my understanding, anyway, and so. I mean,
1: if he gets impeached, if it goes to impeachment, that is going to be a long process, which he stays in power. mm -hmm. And even if he gets impeached, that doesn't mean he's automatically forced to resign. Right.
0: So if he doesn't resign, which it doesn't look like he's going to do, what is what what recourse is there?
1: Like it's going to be very interesting. It it looks like he's going to hold on to his power as long as he can. And what's going on behind the scenes? Uh, all the Democratic leaders a long time ago, in locally in New York, the ones in my area, including the mayor of New York, all told them to resign, I believe, months ago. Mm-hmm. Now the mayor again says resign. But... They're saying that publicly. What's going on privately? Are privately, they're saying, I have to say publicly that you should resign. Are they privately in communication saying, I got your back, keep going, stay in power. He's very popular in the Democratic Party. What's going on behind, what's going on?
0: Weren't they saying like, you should be the president or something at some point during the covid During COVID, people were
1: floating that around. And with his father, I remember when his father He's a different person, different career? People were really hopeful. Also, with a memoir, very popular memoir. Mm. They wanted him to run, and what? And he wouldn't run. And there was all sorts of speculation about what skeletons he had in his closet. And some people were saying, "Mob ties, blah 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 blah." Who knows? And then other people are saying, "Oh, that's so stereotypical. Just because he's Italian, you say mob." No. <laughs> I would. I remember a, that. I remember I that conversation. I remember that public conversation in the eighties. Hmm. I was just a tiny child.